Welcome to Emergence Radio Talk, where you'll be inspired and motivated by the journeys of movers and shakers from all around the world and those who are occupying and taking dominion. Emergence Radio Talk with Dr. Tavara Johnson. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Emergence Radio Talk with your host, Dr. Tavara Johnson, and I am so excited for today's show. Today, I have a powerhouse, and um, I have Dr. Sue Ayangiyaka with me, and she will be sharing some of her journey on how she has emerged from her place of obscurity to dominate the sphere of influences that God would have given to her. And so welcome, and it is indeed a pleasure to have you here with me, Dr. Sue. How are you doing today? I'm doing. Thank you for having me, Dr. Tavara. Thank you so much. Awesome. I'm excited to be here today. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm excited to have you on, just to hear what you will share with our listening audience, how you will empower them and how you will inspire them. But before we go ahead and get started, I want you to let our listening audience know a little bit of who you are and what it is that you do. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, I am a believer, so I'm a child of God, and um, I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and I am also an intercessor, a kingdom health ambassador, and I believe that my mission and my purpose in life are to really help to restore the body of Christ back to that place of wholeness. And so wholeness is really a state of completeness in the mind, the body, and the spirit, which I believe is God's will for his people. And so for me, um, I use my background as a professional, um, public health uh, professional, to really help to um, promote you know, wellness, well-being, and health, but also to help people uh, in preventing those diseases and things that might might interfere with our God-given purpose. I'm also a wife, a mother, a mentor, a coach, and a business owner. And so I use that platform of mine as an independent wellness consultant to help to educate, inspire, and to equip people, uh, communities, and groups to really take action towards that overall well-being. So that's a little bit about me. Awesome. I like the fact mm-hmm. that you do wellness because I know, especially a lot mm-hmm. of people, their health is really not where it should be, and especially mm-hmm. those that are in ministry in the body of Christ. I believe mm-hmm. we focus so much sometimes on ministry that a lot of times we uh, you know, pretty much tend to neglect our body or our health or our well-being, not really understanding that even though we do ministry, God is still requiring us and expecting us to uh, basically be responsible responsible for our temple. You know, even though we say that the body is the mm-hmm. temple of the Lord, um, it's not just right. to do with, um, you know, I guess like sexual desires or what have you, but more so also to do with the, uh, the health and the wellness of the um, of the body. Absolutely. That's amazing what it is that you're doing. And, um, you know, you're doing so many amazing things, and, of course, it has definitely would have allowed you to touch the lives of many, especially as it relates to your journey or or your practice in terms of helping people with health and wellness. But what I want you Mm -hmm. to tell me is at what point did you recognize the gifts and talents that God would have placed on the inside of you and the need or the importance of cultivating those gifts? So 
I actually um, knew that at a very young age that I wanted to be um, in healthcare. In fact, when I was little, I always said that I wanted to be a doctor, and God um, graciously put a, quite a bit of compassion on my heart. And so even as a child, I loved people. I was outgoing, and I just always, I was always the one, even as a youth, looking for, you know, people within the community who were sick and trying to tend them. So I would volunteer, even as part of my church, to go help, like, take care of the elderly, to bring them, you know, to give them hot baths and basically to help them get up out of bed and move. Uh, For those of them that were bedridden, I would, like, you know, help to either clean them up and feed them. And, um, And then even for people within the community that were sick, and people would basically shun them, I just had a soft spot for people like that. And then helping even with young girls that would, um, you know, maybe get pregnant out of wedlock and be ostracized by, by society, I just had so much compassion for them that I would be there, you know, helping to, to provide that a mental support and spiritual support, letting them know that, you know, God didn't um, throw them away, but as long as they acknowledged, you know, their shortcoming, God would always accept them. And so just things like that. And so at that age, I knew that professionally I wanted, when I grew up, to be trained and equipped to be able to do that type of work. And so when I started going to school, um, those were the kinds of classes, and as God would have it, I loved science. I fell in love with science, chemistry, biology, uh, you know, the very early stages of, high, of elementary and high school, and then fast forward to college and then through the doctoral level, um, I continued on that path of health and medicine and um, then now public health and wellness. So that's really my trajectory of how I started. Wow. That's awesome. And I like the fact that you talk about being compassionate. A lot of people, I I know of some people or some stories, I should say, that I've heard in terms of persons in the healthcare industry, they're not being as compassionate towards people. Mm -hmm. And so, I'm I'm happy to hear that you are someone who is compassionate. Not I mean we should be that as believers and as people on the whole, but obviously that mm-hmm. that doesn't happen. But I'm happy to hear that you know as a healthcare provider, you are someone that actually is compassionate towards people, um, because that is what people need. You know, anytime we are going through things, we don't need persons to you know, pretty much kick us when we're down, so to speak. You know, we need people to help to uplift us from out of that place where we're at. And I believe it is amazing what you're doing um, to be able to help the people, the the elderly, and so many people that a lot of people may not necessarily find as a popular area to be be dealing with. And these are the people Mm -hmm. who God has really called us to. You know, not just the people who seem to be, um, you know, to pretty much kind of have it all together, but, you know, a lot of different people. And so I I thank God for you with that. Mm -hmm. And the fact that you would have actually accepted the call of God on your life, you know, to be able to make a difference in the lives of so many people. As it relates Mm -hmm. to the health, what are some of the major key areas 
that you say that people should be working on or focusing on right now? And, you know, do you have any health tips for them? Oh, absolutely. So like you were saying earlier, um, I mean, as the body of Christ, and you touched a little bit on this, God absolutely expects for us to take care of our temple. However, when you look around um, and also look at the research, it actually shows that a lot of us, especially in the body of Christ, we are very unhealthy physically and mentally because, I mean, we do quite a bit with the spiritual aspect to the detriment sometimes or neglect of our physical body and well-being. And so, but God, especially in this season, is calling us back to that place, going back to the basics to where we're taking good care of our bodies because it's absolutely important for us to take care of that physical temple. And so, When you look around, you would see, even as a country here in the United States or even if you look around most places in the world, we see that a lot of the conditions that people are experiencing are preventable. Things like heart disease, cancer, obesity, diabetes, arthritis, and even some of the other immune conditions. When you look at a lot of what has happened over time, it's because we started neglecting little things and and, um, uh, ignoring signs and warnings that our body was giving us, and then eventually it becomes a problem. And so what I would encourage the people to do, prevention, I mean, when we were growing up, we always heard prevention is better than cure, but that has been since flipped. People often would gravitate towards a pill first. Like everybody just wants to go get a pill from the doctor and a quick six, but that hasn't helped us traditionally. And so we need to go back to focus more on the prevention. And what do I mean by that? I mean we have to start paying attention to what and how we're eating because, again, um, in public health we talk about how 90 to 95% of conditions are preventable and some even reversible with diet, proper diet, so the right amount, the right nutrition, knowing exactly what to eat that will nourish your body as well as physical activity and exercise. So a lot of what we experience today, the research will tell you, you know, if you're eating right and you're exercising or you have the optimal amount of physical activity, you will be able not only to prevent certain things, but you may even be able to reverse certain conditions. This is what the research shows us. And so my tip would be to the people, especially now, especially now we've seen how the pandemic has really ravaged the world and the most of the people that have been impacted by this are people with what we call underlying conditions or compromised immune systems. So it's very important for us to be aware of what we're eating, and lack of knowledge is another thing. For some people, they do not really know what to do or how to put it together, and then they're also not willing, so the mindset is another thing, not willing to learn or to be open-minded to maybe reach out to an expert or reach out for help. And so my advice to the people is it starts with the knowledge. So either you're researching it for yourself 
or you're reaching out to an expert, people like myself and others who are in wellness and, and, and nutrition who can help you figure out what to eat and how to eat it because not everything you're eating is good for you or your body can process it. And so the experts are there to help you and the research is there to help you to know that. Secondly, you also have to move. You need to be physically active and add exercise. So physical activity, a practical thing could be this. You want to move around at least 20 to 30 minutes in a day. So even if it's not, even if you're not stepping on a treadmill or using equipment, what you could do is you can walk around your house. Even when you're cooking, you shouldn't just like just sit. You can walk around and then if you're watching TV, every time there's a commercial, get up and move. Be intentional. Get up and like move. You can do some squats or you can do some lunges or you can just, you know, walk around your couch or around the stairs like or up and down the stairs if you have stairs in your house. I mean, just be intentional about moving. And then there are also gadgets like Fitbits or other, even in our phones these days, that we can, tracking devices that can help us track our steps. So intentionality is key. Those would be the few tips that I would want to provide. And then if you're physically able to exercise using equipment, then I would also encourage you to do so. But if you have underlying conditions, make sure you check with your provider, um, you know, your healthcare provider, that it's safe for you to exercise. So those would be the tips that I would provide. Wow. Those are some awesome tips. And I know you mentioned mm-hmm. about the pills. Um, you know, mm-hmm. there are times that I would, you know, even just watch a commercial and you would hear them talking about a pill that can basically mm-hmm. cure a disease or manage a disease or an illness that people may have. But then at the end of the commercial, sometimes they're saying the side effects so fast mm-hmm. because, you know, it, mm-hmm. do, it could help to cure or manage an illness, but then there are almost like 50 or 30 different side effects of one pill that you're mm-hmm. using. And so I do believe, um, like you mentioned, you know, to, to, for prevention, which is, which is definitely key, and you have to be intentional about it. I know there are so mm-hmm. many different cosmetic things that people do, like cosmetic surgeries, and a mm-hmm. lot of people are just pretty much trying to take the easy way out instead of actually, you know, putting in the work, because I do believe mm-hmm. that even if, even if a person ventures off towards cosmetic surgery, there's still an aspect of work that you need to do to ensure to keep your body mm-hmm. healthy and in that mm-hmm. space. And, right. so, and I, I, again, I do believe that is key as well. Now, I know, you know, even though you're in ministry, you're definitely in the marketplace, so how would you say yes. your business or your program has been impacting or bringing about change in the marketplace? So I would say that I've been privileged um, to consult quite a few people, and quite recently God has really been putting a lot of leaders, uh, Christian leaders and faith leaders in my path because I believe God is very serious about his church getting well, now, especially now because of the work that we have to do in the end time. And so we have to be physically fit to be able to go the extra mile to do the work that we have to do and to not succumb to a lot of the things, the illnesses that we are starting to see. And so what I do is I do quite a bit of consulting. Uh, I have my wellness business, and quite a bit of it is nutrition-based, and I also help uh, with, like, weight management. And that's another thing. 
quite a bit of the population is overweight, almost a third, uh, more, than, more than a third, almost, I think, almost um, two-thirds, if I remember correctly what the research says, of the U.S. adult population is overweight. And overweight is really, overweight and obesity are really underlying very big risk factors for a lot of conditions, including heart disease and um, some cancers and, you know, even, you know, the arthritis and some of the other chronic inflammatory conditions that people experience. And so maintaining a healthy weight is incredibly important. And again, I stress a healthy weight because most people don't understand or don't even know what's a healthy weight for them. And so, um, but there are ways to find out. So the first thing that I help people to do is to figure out, okay, what's a healthy weight for you based on your height because that's the key to weight management. So you want to be able to know because it's, it's a problem to be underweight as well, although not a whole lot of people are, but it's still a problem. So you want to be able to maintain that healthy weight. And so nutrition is, very, is key to maintaining a healthy weight. And so I consult a lot around, around that and I champion and promote quite a bit of plant-based diets because research has shown that, um, you know, the more plant-based you eat, the healthier you are. You know, for people who eat mostly plant-based, they tend to be healthier. I'm not saying you have to be vegan necessarily. I'm saying that you might want to increase more plant-based, um, you know, you, you might want to introduce more plant-based diets into your regular diet to, to help to cut back on inflammation and some of the processes that lead to diseases in the long run. And then the other thing is a lot of the meats that we eat are cured or have additives and preservatives in them that have been shown, you know, to be detrimental to our health. And so what I do is I help to consult with people. We have a nutrition program that helps people to identify trouble foods and then uh, helps them to substitute with the foods that are low in inflammation or inflammatory response but, I, uh, but that their body can do well with. And then we'll also teach you, if you want to eat meat, we will show you the right way to eat your meat, what to look for in meat, and how to eat it so that you're cutting back on your chances of, you know, eventually getting complications from the way that you're eating. And so that's, a, that's much of what I do, but I also am a strong proponent in overall well-being and balance, and so I don't only focus on nutrition and weight management. I also focus on skincare and cosmetics because that's another thing. I also am a chemist by training, and so I understand the impact of chemicals on our bodies. So what we, it's not just what we put inside of us, it's also what we put on our bodies because people don't understand that the skin is the largest organ that we have. It's an organ too. And just like you want to take care of your liver and your heart and your lungs, you want to take care of your skin because the skin has pores. And so it's going to suck. It's going to absorb the things that you put on there. People don't understand what you put on your skin is capable. It only takes a few seconds. It hits your bloodstream, and then it hits your major organs eventually. So if you're putting toxic chemicals on your skin, guess where they're going? And over time, it's going to impact your well-being, your health 
and your well-being and mood swings, all kinds of disorders that especially as women we experience because of all the chemicals we're putting on our skin. So when I talk, when I'm in the marketplace, when I'm consulting, it's all encompassing, it's holistic. So I'm not only dealing with the inside, but I'm also dealing with the outside in combination to help us to identify, you know, the toxic ingredients that are in our cosmetics and our personal care products so that we are making the right choices um, that would improve not just our health, but also our well-being, our mental state. So that's what I do. You are definitely helping people or helping to transform the lives of people from the inside out. Now, I know you talked mm-hmm. about plant base. I have yeah. a question with the plant base. Is it that plant based foods more so keep your body alkaline? So, so if you look to answer that question, um, let me go back to the basics. So the way that our bodies were created is to act in balance. Remember I talked my philosophy of health and well-being is about balance. And so when we talk about balance, uh, pH um, is also one thing that comes to mind. And so that's when people would talk about acidity or alkalinity. So our body pH is slightly alkaline. And so um, but then most people operate, most people's bodies operate on the acidic, acidic side of things, and that's where diseases tend to thrive. And so we want to make sure that we are, our bodies are more on the alkaline side so that we are functioning properly because that is the normal body pH is slightly alkaline. And so there are foods, if you look at, and there's research to show this, it's easy to find it, to find like a, um, a pH scale for foods. And if you look on there, foods that are alkaline forming, tend, so higher on the pH scale, because if you look at the pH, it's like 7. 7 is like the neutral pH, and then alkaline is slightly above 7. And so when you look at that scale, most of the foods that fall on the alkaline side tend to be plants. So your fruits and your vegetables would, would fall on a higher pH scale. So your, And that's why we talk about superfoods like greens, like kale, um, asparagus, uh, um, um, spinach and uh, collard greens, a lot of the greens are going to be higher on the pH scale. So will your fruits and your vegetables. Now, if you look on the lower end of the pH scale, which is the acidic side, that's where your white stuff would be, your bread, your sugars, your sodas, all of the processed foods, most of it will fall on the lower end of the scale, which is the acidic side. So to answer your question, when you eat more plant-based, obviously because by default they are on the alkaline side, you know what's happening, right? Because that's why we say it's healthier to eat more plant-based. So that's the reason why that answers your question. Awesome. I, I love mm-hmm. the explanation, and I'm sure those who are tuning in and listening, they would be able to appreciate you explaining it and, of course, be able to help them with their healthy lifestyle or trying to live more of a healthy lifestyle. Now, Mm -hmm. Dr. Sue, I know nothing in life comes easy, especially when it's God-ordained. What would you say have been your biggest challenge you've faced so far, and how did you navigate through that? (laughs) Wow, that's that's a loaded question. Um, But I would would try to... (laughs) <laughs> to start from somewhere. So I have to say that I didn't just get here overnight. It took many years of, of 
trials and difficulties and setbacks and failure and losses. I mean, um, just I almost even walked away from the dream at one point. But, you know, God is gracious and he's patient with us and he helps us to get through life. So I had to overcome so many obstacles just even getting through. Um, And at one point I had been accumulating all the degrees, but my, um, I had been, life had happened so much that I was basically in obscurity. I had all these degrees, but I wasn't really doing anything with them um, because of where I was, you know, mentally uh, and the things that I was going through and all the setbacks, but God helped to deliver me out of those. And um, when I finally, you know, I decided that I was going to pick back up into my purpose, and God began to put a lot of people in my path, mentors that would help me, good godly Christian women that prayed and counseled me and basically helped me. Um, had to take a lot of trainings, you know, uh, kingdom-minded trainings, not just the um, educational trainings, which I already had, but um, God had to break me and remold me, and I had to go through, you know, um, coaching and consultations and and mentorships with, you know, great women of God who are also in the marketplace, and that helps to boost my confidence and to awaken that lioness that God put inside of me and to help me to, to be able to get back into that place of purpose. And so, um, Personally, those were the challenges that I had and how I was able to overcome them. Now, ministry-wise, as well as my purpose is concerned, the biggest challenge has been um, getting people to accept the message that I had. Most people misunderstood my message in the beginning. They thought I was just out, or I felt that people thought I was just out to make a buck, and so I had a lot of rejection, um, so much so that I ducked and decided I wasn't going to do it anymore because every time I would try to explain things to people, I felt that people were not receiving the message and they were just doing whatever they wanted. So I would go back to God and I would cry and I would say, God, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this because the people are not listening. And I remember him telling me, no, they will listen. The people to whom you are sent, they will listen. So I had to come to that, to, to that, that, to that place of acceptance that God was going to take care of it, and it didn't matter how long it was going to take. And so once I, I put my focus not so much on the outcome but on the assignment, um, it brought a lot of fulfillment. So that's what I would say. Wow. I think that's key, you know, to success in terms of you being able to come out of that challenging time that you were dealing with in terms of accepting the process, and like you would have mentioned, mm-hmm. focus on the assignment. Mm-hmm. And, of course, whoever God sends you to, they would have definitely understand the messaging. Because I think one of the things sometimes we can get we can get caught up in is thinking that everyone is going to accept us when everyone is mm-hmm. not going to accept us because we aren't assigned mm-hmm. to everyone. Mm-hmm. And I'm so happy that, you know, you were you were able to navigate through that. And so those who are listening, you know, 
if there's a vision that you have and you're at a place where you've dropped it, go ahead and pick it back up. Seek out mentors who are able to assist you, um, you know, who will be midwives to the dreams that you're carrying to be able to help you birth that force so you can basically come into your wealthy place or you could come in, you, you could emerge from that place of obscurity. Dr. Mm-hmm. Sue, I know all of us at some point, we, there's a, a motto or a quote or a life mantra that we go by. And I want to know what is it that, what is your life mantra, quote, or even motto that you go by? And what experience would have caused you to develop a whole fast to this motto, this quote, or even, or even your, your life mantra? Right. So for me, um, the belief, knowing that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me is my really my quote that I go by, and it's a Bible quote. And so that has given me a lot of um, of assurance that I can do it because um, a lot of the things that I've been through, some of those mountains, if you would, called them looked unsurmountable, but I always it was almost like I always heard the Spirit of God telling me, you can do all things through Christ. You are capable. You are able because I made you and I gave you that ability to do it, and you get that strength through Christ. And so this is what I live by. I am not able to accomplish. I don't believe I can accomplish anything on my own in my own strength. I believe that I have, you know, my strength comes from the Lord, and so spending that time in his presence and dwelling in the secret place is how I'm able to get by because I, that's where I get my instructions. That's where I draw strength from. That's where I have my, that's where my confidence and my boldness comes from. It doesn't come from my qualifications or my education because remember, I had all those degrees, but I was still living in obscurity because my mental place, my mental state was not in the right place that it needed to be. So until I had to come to that realization that I have the mind of Christ and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, until I came to that realization, I wasn't able to go forth. And so that would be my advice to anyone, you know, anchor Anchor your life in Christ because he is. It is in him that we live. It is in him that we move. It is in him that we have our being. And God is the one who works in us to will and to act according to his good purpose and pleasure for our lives. And so for me, that has always been my anchor, and that will always be my anchor. And, you know, I think a lot of people try to do things apart from God. And I like the fact that you said that you get your instructions from being in the secret place with God, from being in his presence. You know, Mm -hmm. again, I think a lot of people, they don't understand that, you know, I always say that God is not short on ideas or instructions or the things that we need to do. And if we mm-hmm. spend more time in his presence, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. on a secret mm-hmm. place, we would be surprised at what all he would download. Uh, you know, we're so mm-hmm. busy. Um, you know, I, I think as we begin to experience success sometimes, you know, people could get to that place where they feel as though that it's them, when in actuality mm-hmm. it's God that's bringing about the success. And so, you know, after a while, some people, like I said, eventually they may start off well, and then after a while, you know, it, it becomes a, a bit much in terms of them 
feeling as though they're getting a lot of accomplishments, accolades, and even just person recognizing them or, or you know, feel like they're getting a lot of fans, likes, or numbers, and now they leave God out. And so I think that's important. One of the things that you that you definitely would have mentioned um, in terms of to help you, you know, or I guess the, the what you use to be able to help you to pretty much navigate through life, or what you use as your mm-hmm. anchor. And mm-hmm. I, I that is definitely key and important. And so, Dr. Sue, you know, you would have shared some powerful nuggets and words of wisdom. I want to know what final advice would you give to our listening audience on the importance of pursuing their dreams at all costs? Right. What I would say is that you you have to understand that for every person that God dropped on the face of the earth, you came packaged. God put a purpose inside of you. He gave a, you a dream. You're here on a specific assignment. So my advice to you is figure out what that is. And one of the best, the surest ways to do that is to have that relationship with Christ. That is the first place to start to have that personal relationship with God through Christ Jesus. And once you begin to cultivate that relationship and spend time in God's presence, he will begin to download and make clear to you what your purpose is. And with purpose comes training. One of the things that I learned that God specifically told me was that training is necessary. And so when God gives you a plan and a purpose, he's not just going to just dump it on you and expect for you to just wake up and then come full bloom. It's not going to happen. It's going to take time, but it would require for you to put in that work of cultivating that purpose that God has put inside of you and allowing God to show you the ways that he wants to train you for everybody throughout even the word of God, throughout the Bible and scripture. David is a very great, um, uh, you know, uh, example or case study. If you look at the life of David, you would see that God intended for him to be king, right? However, he had to go through a lot of training and setbacks. And so if you're experiencing setbacks, it's part of the process. Don't run from your dream. Keep holding on and have that anchor in Christ Jesus because that is the only way that you will be able to realize and come to full bloom and, you know, your full potential of what God has intended for you to do. So don't give up. The process is necessary. The training is necessary. And with time and with patience, you will be able to get there. Awesome. Dr. Sue, thank you so much for joining me tonight to empower and motivate our listening audience. You know, you told us that we can't do anything without Christ, that training is necessary, you know, we have to accept the process. We must focus on our health and wellness, not to give up the anchor in God, to hold on to our dreams, and, of course, to develop a relationship with God. And I know tonight that the listening audience will definitely um, take the advice and the words of wisdom that you would have given and be able to apply it to their lives, to be able to change the trajectory of their lives. And so thank you so much, for joining me tonight 
please tell our listening audience of any upcoming events that you may have and how they can stay connected with you. Sure. Um, so I do, uh, as part of my wellness um, program that I offer, I um, usually have these um, programs called 30 Days to Healthy Living that we offer. And so um, and it's, it's a way for me to be able to introduce you and show you how to, uh, to eat right, to eat clean, and how you can begin to regain control of your health and well-being. So I encourage people to reach out to me, and I can share more information about that, um, as well as different strategies and tips for you to engage in weight management, a healthy weight um, management um, for you that's right for you. And so I am on Facebook as Sue, so S-U-U-R, S as in Susan, U-U-R, and my last name on there is Y-A-K-U-B-U-A-Y-A-N-G-E-A-K-A-A. So Sue Yakubu-Ayangi-Aka on Facebook. I'm also on Instagram as Dr. Sue, so D-R dot S-U-U-R. And I am on Periscope as D-O-C. Sue, so Doc Sue, D-O-C-S-U-U-R on Periscope. I am on Twitter as Sue Ayangiaka, and I am also on LinkedIn as Dr. Sue Ayangiaka. So those are some of the ways that you can connect with me, and I will be happy to point you in the right direction. I'm also an intercessor. I love prayer, and so you can also connect with me in that way as well and I would be happy to pray with you and for you. Thank you so much, Dr. Sue. Everyone, thank you for tuning in to today's amazing show with my special guest, Dr. Sue Ayangiyaka. Be sure to join me every Tuesday for another episode of Emergence Radio Talk where you will be inspired to emerge, occupy, and take dominion. Once again, I'm your host, Dr. Tavara Johnson, and be sure to connect and stay connected with me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under Tavara Johnson, or visit my website at www.tavarajohnson.com. Blessings. Thank you for tuning in to Emergence Radio Talk. For more information on Emergence Radio Talk, Emergence Mentorship Program, or Women to Women Mentoring Program, be sure to visit www.tavarajohnson.com. If you would like to be a guest on our show, email us at info at or follow us on all of our social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Periscope. That's Tavara Johnson. Stay connected and updated on all upcoming events. Until next time, thank you for joining us.